Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to another episode of the Falcoholic Live. I am your host, Kevin Knight. At Falcoholic Kevin here once again to bring you a full practice recap from the 2023 Senior Bowl here in Mobile. Of course, this is the third and final day of practice on Thursday. A very lively one. Thankfully, the rain did hold off. It was a little bit chillier, a little bit cloudier. So it was very familiar to me from living in Syracuse, but I know a lot of people were were kind of cold today. Uh, Welcome in, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to get into the biggest winners from today. Uh, there were a lot of them. There were definitely some new names that have popped, that popped up that we're going to get to, um, definitely some players that sort of solidified themselves as kind of like the clear winners, uh, of the week. So we'll get to some of them too. I mean, I'm going to sort of go through all my notes and, and videos and things like that over the next few days to sort of come up with a overall takeaways, overall big winners sort of piece. And that's going to probably come out on like Friday or Saturday of this week. But uh, let's break down first what happened today, Thursday at the Senior Bowl. Um, it was a better day of practice, I would say, for the national team, which has been probably the more disappointing of the two teams. I mean, I think the American team just has way more talent, so that's it's a little bit unfair. But uh, we did see some new players sort of step up today. Uh, a big one right away was uh, a tight end, which we haven't had a lot of standouts there. I mean, I think all the tight ends from the national team, you know, Cincinnati's Josh Wiley uh, and, and Clemson's Davis Allen have had a handful of good plays here and there, but no one really stood out until... Payne Durham today, who had several catches in the red zone. He had a great deep pass, um, just really showed off that sort of massive frame that he has and the really good hands that he also possesses. I mean, he's not a burner. He's not someone that's moving quickly downfield, uh, but he's really big and he's a really good blocker too. And it's clear that he has good hands. That's definitely going to help him uh, in the NFL, right, to carve out a role as a potential tight end too. Again, not someone that's going to really threaten athletically, but in the red zone, you know, you sometimes just being bigger and nastier than your opponent is what you need. And he and Payne Durham from Purdue definitely made it his case today. Um, some new names at wide receiver too from this group. Obviously, Jaden Reed, again, was probably the best overall receiver here. I mean, he's just really good. Um, so it's kind of, you know, I'm not going to beat the drum there too much, but, uh, it, it, you know, Jaden Reed has been awesome. He's probably been the best overall receiver from this group outside of maybe Tank Dell, who was not present today. I don't know exactly what happened there, but we did not see Tank Dell. So I hope he's okay. Um, but he sort of, I think, proved himself adequately the first two days as one of certainly the flashiest, uh, player in terms of, of videos, but, um, Nebraska wide receiver Trey Palmer is definitely someone who stood out today. 
I believe he stood out actually the last couple days. I didn't really get a chance to watch him. It must have been just bad timing with me sort of going between the offensive and defensive line stuff and the receiver DB stuff. Um, and I guess Palmer did pop off yesterday in particular. I just didn't really get a good glimpse at it. But today he also did a great job, had a really nice sideline toe tapping catch, had some good catches in the red zone. So I think Trey Palmer is someone who started a little slow early in the week, but has really come on the last two days. And he did a great job to today. Excuse me. Um, a name that we haven't called at all was uh, uh, UNC Charlotte wide receiver Grant Dubois. Um who really looked like he was really struggling early in the week. He was a late call up to the senior bowl, you know, UNC Charlotte player. That's a tough thing for him to come into this environment and do well. And he struggled the first two days. He had a nice bounce back today, though. He had a really nice move against uh, Kentucky corner, uh, Kedron Smith for a touchdown. He had a, a touchdown in the corner of the end zone working against, um, I can't remember the name of the corner. It might've even been Riley Moss, but, um, so he had a bounce back day and definitely proved that he deserves to be in this group. I don't think he's a name that's going to really pop off and, and be more than a day three player at this point. But I think you saw that there's certainly some potential there. And then um, I definitely wanted to give a shout out to Stanford's Michael Wilson, um, who sort of has always been like on the cusp of of being in these right recaps, but hasn't really made it in yet. He's certainly been like deserving of it. Um, but this, uh, today's, today's practice, Michael Wilson did stand out. Uh, he had a couple of really nice routes. He's just a really good route runner with good hands. And, um, I think that's sort of his game at the NFL, but he, he did a good, he did a good job on Thursday for sure. Um, moving on, uh, to the running back group, um, Chase Brown from Illinois. You guys know that I really like Chase Brown. He's just been a really good player, uh, throughout the whole senior bowl, he was once again the best running back on the national team by far. Uh, and he, he just really good receiver, really dangerous, quick runner. Um, he's just been really consistently good. Um, so he's helped himself. And then Northwestern running back Evan Hole is a guy I had written down to. Hasn't really done anything in the run game for the most part, but as like a check down guy, um, I think he's been really dangerous as a receiver. Um, just really, really quick, very difficult for linebackers to cover particularly in man coverage. Um, and I, I think he's definitely someone who has made a clear case as a third down back in the NFL. Uh, what's up, Treese, Trace, uh, Treese Holbert? Uh, Jason Games, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, no, it's been it's been helpful that the it's been cloudier, right? Uh, so I haven't had to, <laughs> I haven't been blasted by the sun nearly as much, so that's good um, for sure. But welcome in, guys. Thanks for, thanks for, show, uh, for coming in to talk some Senior Bowl. I think day three is sort of the day where you get the hardcore people. Like it's the hardcore scouts that stay the whole week and the hardcore viewers that are here to get a third day of practice recaps. Um, so I appreciate all of you, you diehards uh, coming for these final takes. Um, but uh, going to the DBs from the national team, Illinois safety, Sidney Brown had a really nice day today after, I mean, he was, he was solid all week, but um Really had a nice day today. Uh, had a couple of picks. Uh, really got a chance to play some man coverage against tight ends and receivers today. And had a lot of success there. So I was really impressed with Sidney Brown um, as a guy that has been in the right place a lot. And finally got his hands on some of those passes today. So good for him. He was one of my, my big winners today for sure. And then um, 
Cal safety Daniel Scott has consistently been on this list every day. This was like a quieter day for him. He didn't get like a bunch of picks, but I do think he's definitely proved himself as like one of the better safeties in in the in the senior bowl period. Um, just really good coverage player right where he needs to be in terms of run support, um, doing a great job. Um, we did finally get, I think, a better day from JL Skinner, the Boise State safety, the big, you know, 6'4", 215 safety. Um, you know, he was he's been good in run support and he was good in run support once again. But I think he's started to look a little bit more comfortable, particularly in man coverage. Um, and you could tell he's he's been taking the coaching to heart. He definitely is quicker to trigger on stuff and, and is is playing better in coverage. So I think that's pretty encouraging if you're someone who likes that style of safety, who likes Skinner's game. Um, and he's a very intriguing prospect, to be sure. Um, you know, the usual suspects at corner were once again the best guys, right? Like uh, Kayubu Kelly had another good day. I mean, it wasn't quite as dominant as yesterday. Still really good. Uh, and then Iowa's uh, Riley Moss, once again, just the other sort of bookend corner. Those two guys are sort of, those two guys are sort of, I think, clearly above the rest of the the cornerback group uh, on the national team, at least. They've just been doing a great job, both of them. Um, I did like uh, Jacorian Bennett from Maryland today. I think he had a good day. He struggled a little bit throughout the week, but I think today he did have a good bounce back. Um Therese uh, asks, uh, do you believe in Desmond Ritter? I I do, personally. I do think that he's probably going to be the quarterback in 2023. So I believe in him, at least to that extent, that like I would like to see what he looks like with a whole offseason as the starter. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that he could at least provide better than Mariota level play. But, you know, we'll see. Uh, it's still really up in the air if they'll even give him a chance, which would be kind of sad if he didn't even get the chance. But, um I do, I do hope that they at least give him this season because I just don't, I just don't see them getting a much better option without giving up massive resources to do so. And I just don't think it's worth it at this point. Um, on the defensive line, moving on. Uh, this is a really good group. You know, Georgia Tech's Keon White once again stood out in in a big way. Really enjoyed what we saw from him. Uh, he's he's going to be one of the biggest overall winners for sure. From just in general at the Senior Bowl, I think he's wowed pretty much everyone um i really liked uh northwesterns at <laughs> this is it's a tough name right uh adenamua uh Ware, uh from northwestern sort of reminds me of grady jarrett just a little bit they've been playing him on the interior pretty much exclusively after he played on the edge at northwestern he's you know a little over 6 290 ish pounds but uh just really, really tough to block one-on-one, really dangerous pass rusher, and just really uses his leverage super well as, like, a shorter player. Um, he's definitely someone who's raised his stock, I think. Um, Keanu Benton had a good day today again. You know, he's probably been the most impressive overall nose tackle. Uh, I also liked Coastal Carolina's Gerard Clark. Um, I think he's another guy at nose tackle that's been better than expected as a pass rusher. Um, and then you've got the usual suspects, right? Like Isaiah Foskey and KJ Henry were once again, just really good on the edge. Um, enjoyed watching them. They're both clearly top players. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I like those guys a lot. Uh, Ali, Corey asking about Ali Gay. Um, he's been pretty quiet. He did have, I think a, a sack today, but I think that was the first sack I've seen from him so far. 
Um, so a little bit quieter for, for Gabe, but I haven't, I, you know, sometimes it's tough to, to notice guys if they're just sort of holding their own. It's more like, oh, I saw that guy burst into the backfield and get that sack or whatever. So I haven't necessarily seen that a bunch from Ali Gabe, but I, I think he's been fine. Like, I haven't noticed him getting blown off the ball or anything. Um, on the offensive line, uh, this is a group that has been kind of meh um, overall, but I think North Carolina's Asim Richards has been, after Dewan Jones left, like the most consistent of the tackles. I think he's been pretty consistently good. Not someone I really watched at all prior to the Senior Bowl. He's play, He played on the interior bit yesterday, played mostly at tackle today again. I think that's his natural position. Um, so he's he's definitely someone to keep an eye on. And then, of course, uh, Maryland's Jalen Duncan. Uh, I think you can see why he's got so much hype. Um, he's been a little bit up and down throughout the week, but I think today was one of his like up days. Um, and I, I think that uh, I can see why people are, are high on him. Like, he has the tools. He's big. He's really athletic. Um, you know, when he's when he's on, I think that that combination of size and athleticism makes him really difficult to handle for for a lot of of defensive players. So he's definitely a winner uh, overall from this week. And then another sort of like underrated guy, uh, UT Chattanooga's McClendon Curtis. I had no idea who this guy was really coming into the week. Um, I know he had fans from scouting stuff that I had read, but uh, I would say he's been like the most consistently good player on the national squad like in terms of the interior offensive line hasn't really been like a flashy guy but i really i haven't really seen him like lose reps um he's just sort of been like good um and that's that's valuable you know um so that that is something that i was impressed by and then um really like michigan's uh alusagan um is a guy i really liked coming in i think he's sort of just been like solid but it's it's important that he's been solid because the other centers on the national team have been really quite poor, like especially with snapping, like just constant issues anytime Aluatimi has to leave the lineup uh, with the snaps. So I think he deserves to get props just for being able to snap the ball properly. I think he's been like solid as a blocker, too, but um, he can snap well. Uh, so he's got at least that going for him that the other <laughs> national centers don't quite have. And then just a couple other guys I'll touch on. Uh I do think that linebackers Ivan Pace Jr. and Diane uh, Diane Henley uh, from the national team are probably like the two best linebackers at the Senior Bowl period. They're both really good. Um, they're both leaders, especially Henley. Um, and they're both just playing quite well. I mean, uh, Pace, we know he's got the, the size stuff, right? He's like 5'10", you know, 5'10", 240, whatever. Kind of an unusually unusual looking linebacker. Not really going to be able to play man coverage on tight ends, but... Um, you know, I think if you get him as like a will linebacker in a four, three, let him cover running backs and let him just fly around and make plays. I mean, he, I think he's a good, I think he's a really good player. I think he's someone that's going to be underrated, even though the size is, is a thing, but, um, it certainly doesn't look like it's a problem when he's playing, like, playing the run. I can tell you that. Um, and then, uh, Diane Henley is just well-rounded. I mean, he's, he's bigger, not necessarily heavier, you know, former DB. So his coverage is really good, but he's just such a leader such a vocal presence you can really tell that he just is leading the national defense whenever he's out there so that's important to me um so i liked him and then the quarterbacks have not been good like none of them really have but i will say that fresno state's uh jake hayner's probably been like the most consistent of the ones on the national team 
I think that for the most part, his passes go where they're supposed to. He's made some plays here and there. It's not like a ringing endorsement, but I do want to shout him out for for being consistent and at least giving the receivers opportunities to make plays, which can't say that about all these guys. Um, so that's the national practice. If you guys have questions, feel free to throw those in the chat or donate to the Senior Bowl Fund, of which you can do so at uh, streamlabs.com slash thefalcoholic slash tip. Uh, I think we're like just a little over 100 bucks away from the goal, so... Uh, We'll keep running it, you know, for a little bit longer. Um, but I th- we're in great shape. Uh, you guys have really helped cover this trip in a big way, and it means a lot to me. So thank you guys so much for that. Uh, all right, take a sip here, and then we will move on to the American team, uh, the more talented of the two teams. And Corey, no, Hooker's not really doing anything. I think he's interviewing with all the teams, but he's not practicing. He's not recovered enough to really even do anything at this point. All right. So the American team, like I said, I think overall the American team is just better. It's a, it's a more entertaining practice. I think the practice is, is like run better also. But the big, the big, big winner in terms of the offensive skill players is definitely Tulane running back uh, Ty J Spears. I mean, each of the last two days, he's been maybe the most electric skill position guy out there. He's just such an eye catcher. Um, you know, juked a safety out of their pant, you know, out of their shoes, uh, on, on, in one on run one on ones today has been really effective as a runner. And I've said it before, but like him weighing in, in the two hundreds is huge for his stock because this was a guy that a lot of people questioned, you know, can he hold up? Like how many carries can he realistically take at, you know, 185, 190, whatever he was listed at. Um, and now that's, that's, it's not only like, oh, he can carry that weight, but it's like, well, how does that affect his athleticism and his dynamic playmaking? And the answer is it hasn't affected it at all. It looks great. It looks just as good, um, if not better. So that's huge for him. This is a guy that's probably now a round two pick, I would think. Like, this is the, the you know, Damian Pierce type of guy from this group um, that's really helped himself in a major way, for sure. Um the tight ends here on, in this group were, were relatively quiet as well, but I do think Oregon State's uh, Luke Musgrave has definitely proven himself as the most dynamic tight end here. Um, he's got legitimate long speed. I did see him really dust uh, a linebacker. I can't remember who it was one-on-one, just and he continued to gain on him throughout the route. I think he timed in the low 20s in terms of miles per hour, which is really fast for someone that's you know 6'6 or whatever, um, 250 pounds. Uh, just has the good hands too. So I think Luke Musgrave, you can tell why people have been sort of hyped about him. He does have that deep speed. He's got good hands, you know, for a tight end. That's, that's all you need sometimes to be drafted high. So, um, he's definitely helped himself and sort of proven what it, what exactly he offers NFL teams, which is really good deep speed to threaten the seams and things like that and great size and great hands. So it's a good week for him. I will say today the uh the wide receiver group here um pretty good right uh it, it's it's really talented um the, all these receivers for the most part have made plays at one point or another i did not see darius davis out there so i don't know if he ended up getting hurt um like i mentioned you know tank dell wasn't out there either today um but that just gave more opportunities to some of these other guys and um i would say iowa state's Xavier Hutchinson was probably the biggest benefactor of those additional reps today. 
Um, just you can see it. Like he's got really good size. He's got he's just good with his routes, and he he is has just tremendous hands. Like he will catch anything that's in his radius. It's really hard to dislodge it when he gets his hands on the ball. Um, and just looks to me like a like a pro ready wide receiver too. Not necessarily the most dynamic or you know crazy wide receiver too, but I think on the whole as like a day two pick, like he's he's kind of a slam dunk guy that's going to be able to come in and immediately help your offense. I like Hutchinson a lot. You know, I, I think Rasheed Rice had another really good day today as well. You can tell why the NFL probably likes him a little bit better. Um, his athleticism is more electric. He's more dynamic. He did measure it a little bit smaller than expected. I think he's like just six foot instead of like six two, like he was rumored to be. But um, Rice is, is more dynamic and he showed that off too. Um, also has the really good hands. Um, so I think Rice definitely helped himself as well. And then a couple of the guys that just continue to just make plays every day. They're not necessarily as flashy, but like, uh, Virginia's Dentavian Wicks, another good day, just always making plays, like not necessarily blowing up to the extent that these other guys are, but, uh, I think he's been really consistently effective whenever he's been targeted. So a good day for him. And then Ole Miss wide receiver, Jonathan Mingo, not someone I watched at all prior to this week. Um, but he's got really good feet. I like his route running. It's, it's quick. He's physical at the catch point. Um, he looks like a good blocker. I think Mingo is someone who's definitely helped himself stand out from the pack of sort of day three wide receivers with his play here in Mobile. Um, it's been, it's been impressive. Um, on the offensive line, there was definitely a couple of clear winners today from this group. Um, and one of them ha- happens to be my Syracuse boy, uh, Matthew Bergeron. I think he was like, other than John Michael Schmitz, who let's be clear, like without jo- Dewan Jones here, John Michael Smith- Schmitz is the best offensive lineman in Mobile. Um, it's pretty obvious. But that being said, I think Matthew Bergeron had the most impressive day relative to expectations after turning into pretty solid. Like I, I didn't have any complaints about him. He was on my list the last couple days as being a really solid tackle for the American team. But Today, he was he was much more dominant as a whole. Um, I thought that uh, Matthew Bergeron had some really impressive run-blocking reps today after... I think his pass protection has always been his best trait, but the run-blocking really came together today. I was impressed by that. Um, and I think he was the biggest overall winner on the offensive line today. Um, I will say that Oklahoma's uh, Wanya Morris really bounced back today. He had a difficult first two days here in Mobile, but I think he was much more solid on Thursday. Just seemed to be playing more confidently, was able to time his punch better. Reminded me of like Blake Freeland yesterday. Um, and I, I think that will help him. Coaches like to see that. Like if you struggle, can you can you come back? Can you continue to improve throughout the week and not just, you know, pack it in? And he's definitely done that. So props to, to Morris for um, getting back on the horse and, and looking better throughout the week. Um, Interestingly, two guys have sort of flip-flop positions, right? TCU's uh, Steve Avila, college center, has played almost exclusively guard today, Thursday, while Alabama's Emil Echior Jr. played almost entirely guard in college and was playing center today. Um, So that was a little bit different, right? A little bit more of a position switch, but I thought both looked really good at the new spots. I think Avila definitely has the body type to play guard. You know, he's a really big center. So that may, that move makes sense. I thought he looked good there. And then Emil Ekior Jr. may be more of a build to play center, 
who has played a lot of guard. Um, I think both of those guys, if they can de demonstrating that versatility to play multiple spots on the interior is significant for their stock and, and finding a place for them in, in the NFL, you know, just if you're one position guy, then, you know, teams have to have a need there to really bring you in. If you can play multiple spots, it's a lot easier to talk yourself into these guys. So I think they really both help themselves as well. Um, and then the defensive line group, this is a good defensive line group. You know, I think Iowa State edge rusher Will McDonald IV has continued to sort of be the biggest overall riser relative to expectations. Um, he's just, he, once again, just really explosive, really bendy, really difficult to block consistently every single day. I think he's definitely someone whose profile has been raised this week in a big way. I, I really like what I've seen from uh, TCU edge rusher Dylan Horton. They play. They reduced him inside a little bit. He's been really impactful as a run defender. He's had some sacks. I I really like Horton. I think that for a four three team, maybe looking for like that big five tech, he's he's definitely a guy that could fill that role. Um, I mean, it's boring to talk about, but like Aaron's uh, Auburn edge rusher Derek Hall, right? Just continues to look really good. Um, you know, he looks like a first round pick. Uh, it, it's not necessarily you know news to anyone, <laughs> but. Derek Hall has continued to play really well. Um, so he's definitely someone who has not necessarily raised their stock because his stock was already high, but certainly solidified himself as a very good player uh, in that group. I will say that uh, in terms of the defensive tackles, uh, South Carolina's Zach Pickens definitely had a big day today. He was someone that I noticed a lot in the backfield. Um, really flashy. Just I think he's clearly one of the more dynamic interior players here. He's got a really good build for the position. He's a, he's athletic. Um, you know, I think Monday for him was really slow, but I think Wednesday he had a good day. And then today had his best day. So I, I think he finished really strong and he's someone that's definitely helped himself. And then um, Oklahoma's Jalen Redmond, who was someone that I, that I have liked as sort of like a, a late day three player, I think once again showed that, while he's sort of a tweener in terms of size, he's really difficult to block one-on-one -on, -one in the, on the interior because of that. Um, has bulked up a little bit, you know, coming into Mobile. And I, I, I like his tape. You know, I think John Michael Schmitz really annihilated him on one play. It really it really actually made Redmond upset. Uh, but I think other than that, he gives people, he gives pretty much everyone else fits except for John Michael Schmitz. So um, good for Redmond. I think he's definitely helped himself stand out too. Getting to the DBs, um, I do think today was the best day for a couple of guys that were a little bit quieter or that struggled early. Um, but I think uh, Virginia's Anthony Johnson definitely had his best day. Um, just really sticky coverage, broke up several passes. Um, you know, anyone who's playing well against these receivers is is doing a good job. Like this is a really tough group of receivers, especially to play one-on-one. -on -one. And I think he did, he did had a very good day today. And then I think uh, South Carolina's Darius Rush really bounced back from that tough opening day where, you know, Tank Dell cooked him a couple times. Um, I think he's really started over the last two days, sort of established himself as one of the better players here. He also, I think uh, he had two picks today. Um, you can see that burst, that explosiveness and. I believe he is currently the fastest timed player so far at the Senior Bowl. I think he was almost at 22 miles per hour, which is really, really fast. Um, so that athleticism will definitely help raise his profile too. But the on-field coverage ability definitely has continued to look better day after day. I think today was his best day. Um, FSU safety Jamie Robinson was one of yesterday's like big winners. I don't think it was as good as yesterday, but he is someone that this team, the American coaches 
trust him to go up against wide receivers in man coverage. He does a good job of it, which is rare for a safety. Um, he also got a lot of opportunity to, to return punts today. So that's some more versatility for his resume. Um, could be something that's in, that's some, that helps him make an NFL roster or, you know, push his teams to draft him just a little bit earlier. Um, and then Kansas State cornerback Julius Brents, he's been up and down, but this guy, you just have to love the size and athleticism combo, you know, 6'3", over 200 pounds, really flashy, has some great reps and coverage, gets beat sometimes, but you can't teach 6'3", 204. You know, you just can't. Um, it's going to it's gonna lead to him being a day two pick, but if you play, you know, that press man coverage, if you if you need that big corner to match up with with big ride receivers, either in the slot or on the outside, I think Julius Brents is your guy, and I think he's going to make some NFL team really happy. I think he's played very well relative to expectations this week. Um, Corey asks if I'm staying for the game. I am not um, staying for the game. I Most people don't, uh, honestly, because you can watch it on TV. And, you know, it's... Uh, it doesn't really tell you that much more. I think the practices are more valuable for the scouting angle. It's fun. I've definitely heard it's a fun time. So especially if you're around Mobile, I think it's pretty cheap, if not free, to come watch the game. But um, you don't learn it. You don't learn too much from watching the game in terms of scouting. It's more for for fun at the end of the week. I think. Um, in terms of other guys, I think um, D Winters wasn't out there today, so it was a it was a lighter group of linebackers for the American team. And I think Jackson state's uh, Aubrey Miller jr. Was sort of st- was able to step up in, in D winter's absence. And I think he was the, the best of the, of the American linebackers within without D winters here. So that was a nice touch for him who was just sort of quiet most of the week, but um, definitely had a good day today. I do think that uh, Oklahoma tight end fullback, whatever uh, Braden Willis is sort of an interesting guy, very unique I believe he was like a wildcat quarterback for Oklahoma this year or something. Um, he's mostly, if not entirely, played tight end here at the Senior Bowl. I think that's not exactly what he played at Oklahoma, so I think he's kind of adjusting to that. But I, I do think he's a really unique tight end fullback sort of hybrid player. The type of guy that we know Arthur Smith likes, so he's someone to keep an eye on. His hands are not as good as a pure tight end, but... You know, I think that's something you can you can coach to some extent. I don't think he has like poor catching technique. I just think he's not necessarily used to catching passes very much. Um, so he's someone to keep an eye on, maybe as a UDFA. Um, and you know, once again, the quarterbacks at the Senior Bowl this year haven't been great. Um, I do think Tyson Badgett. You know, he's the sort of guy that everyone gives a pass to because he's you know from Shepherd and he he's sort of a raw ball of clay. And I think. Given all of that context, he's been pretty good, surprisingly so. And then I think Max Duggan has been pretty solid. I mean, not flashy necessarily. He did have a really good throw today. But, um, you know, overall, this this quarterback group has been really inconsistent. Um, so I think, like, Jake Hayner, Tyson Badgett, and Max Duggan are sort of the guys that I would have circled as, like, maybe there's something maybe there's something here. The other guys, it was sort of meh, you know. Um, so... Take, take from that what you will. I'm not really a quarterback guru. I wasn't really paying too much attention to those guys in depth. But, um, you know, not necessarily the most impressive relative to what we've had some of the last few years at the Senior Bowl. Um, all right. I know Jason Gaines asked a question. Um, one second. Uh, let's see.
Oh yeah, Jason is mentioning after the Brady retirement, the uh, Bucks are over fifty-five million over the twenty twenty-three cap, and the Saints are sixty million over the twenty twenty-three cap. Welcome to salary cap hell. Yeah, they get to deal with what the Falcons dealt with last year. Except I don't think either one is going to uh, do the right thing and and, and get out of it. Uh, like and and do what they need to do to sort of get out of it quickly. I think they're gonna like. T- String it out even more to try to stay competitive instead of just taking their, you know, medicine this year. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not uh, upset with those teams uh, having to deal with some salary cap problems. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, Panthers quarterback P.J. Walker about to be the longest tenured quarterback in the NFC South. Yeah, you're not wrong if he sticks around. But uh, no, I mean, the NFC South quarterback situation, it's completely fluid. Like every single team is basically up in the air with that. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. uh, We'll see how that plays out. But it's been interesting, guys. Like I said, uh, a lot of fun at the Senior Bowl this year. Thanks to everyone who contributed to the fund. Thanks to everyone who is still planning to contribute. Um, like I said, we'll run the fundraiser uh, probably for like another week. Um, I think we're really close to where we need to be. Uh, so we'll, I, I, we're not like super far off. Um, so thank you guys so much for that. It's really helped limit the amount that I have to pay out of pocket for this. And it, it really helps me out. If you're if you're wanting to, to contribute to that, streamlabs.com slash thefalcoholic slash tip. Um, or you can do the Venmo attached to my Twitter account. I believe it's at Kevin-Knight-12, but check that to be sure. At Kevin on Twitter. Um, I just really appreciate everyone hanging out and uh, and talking some some Senior Bowl here. Uh, it's been a whirlwind. Got to meet a lot of people. Got to interact with a lot of Falcons and other content creators. And we're going to have definitely some interesting guests coming on the show uh, over the next couple months leading up to the draft. Um, and yeah. A lot of good stuff learned this week. A lot that's going to be going into my mock drafts and future articles um, and the combine just around the corner another couple weeks. And yeah, this is a good, interesting draft class, right? Sort of maybe not as top heavy with talent as in years past, but I think it's a very deep group. Um, I think the Senior Bowl group sort of bore that out as well. Um, And yeah, we got a long way to go. Free agency is right around the corner too. The off season is just getting started. The senior bowl is sort of the real start of draft season for me. Um, so I appreciate everyone for coming along for the ride, uh, for supporting us and, and making this happen here for me and the Falcoholic. I uh, really appreciate everyone. Uh, like, subscribe, leave us that five-star review on iTunes or, or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and yeah, guys, we'll have another show for you early next week. Um, we did Corey do one, uh, but it was Aaron's show on, uh, on, um, Tuesday. We did one in the same room. Um, but, uh, it hasn't worked out because he's had other locked on obligations when I'm recording this at eight. So it hasn't worked out since then, but we'll definitely get Aaron on uh, next week for a senior bowl recap show for sure. So don't worry about that. But, um, yeah, guys, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for everything. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the hashtag content and the content will continue over the next, you know, several months as we get ramped up for free agency and locked out Kevin. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Jason. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Uh, I really appreciate it guys. Uh, Thank you once again for watching. We will see you uh, early next week for the next Falcoholic podcast episode. And then of course on Wednesday night for another episode of the Falcoholic Live, guys. Thank you so much once again. We will see you then. 
Uh, have a great night, folks.